But Browns fans, we're going to give you one heck of a preview this week. This is the game of the year. Don't believe it? <laughs> you tripping. This game has a lot to do with whether the Cleveland Browns are going to get into the playoffs. This is a must win. I'm treating this like a playoff game. Jeff is treating this like a playoff game, and you don't want to you don't want to move away from the screen. Got a lot of stuff coming up. We'll talk about the injury reports for both teams. A lot of couple guys out for the Browns, a few guys out for the uh, Dolphins. Uh, we'll, we'll explore those, uh, and we'll talk about what's the recipe for the offensive defense for the Cleveland Browns to come out here and get a win. I also have a couple of tidbits, man. I've been trying to put together this this Nick Chubb carries case. We th I think we got something, and we, we might give you that hypothesis coming up. And then finally, we'll give you our thought process, keys to the game, and how did the Cleveland Browns come out here and get a win, and what we're deeming on the Locked On Browns podcast as a playoff game this Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. We'll do it all coming up next on the next episode of the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, from the Barbershop 92.3, the fan, pregame, postgame coverage, Browns, of course, the Buckeyes, of course, the Cavaliers, at GBush91, Mr. Garrett Bush. Uh, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen each and every day, whether it is on your favorite podcast platform or, of course, YouTube now. Make sure you're subscribed. Notifications on. Why are you there, guys? Real quick, just drop a like on each episode. Just helps me and G with the promotion of the show. And, of course, now the Roku app. Uh, go to Roku. Search the Locked On Cleveland Sports Channel. You will get that. You will find Locked On Browns. You will find Locked On Guardians. You will find the Locked On Cavaliers podcast. And, of course, the guys over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Today's episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Helps you find the candidates you want to find, you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. Friday pregame show, Browns traveled to Miami, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Um, game of the year? Yeah, I, I truly think it is to think for this team to get to the point of being 3-6. and six. And now you're getting to the point of 3-6. and six. I mean, is it win out time? Is it 11-6 and six is what it's going to take? But the other thing is this defense has come a lot, a lot of strides here over the last two games with the Ravens, with the Bengals. Do uh, have you basically righted the wrong of where this defense was early in the season? We know Miami's a test, we know they got some fantastic skill players, but the Browns defense was constructed and has players who are based on their ability, based on their name, who should be able to counteract this type of stuff. This is it. This this truly feels like it. Is. If the Browns cannot win on Sunday, this feels like this is probably probably the end of the 2022 NFL season. So we'll check it out real quick. Uh, injury updates because G Bush has got, you know, some interesting thought process here. And if you can put on an analytic lens, I think you'll probably connect the dots along with Garrett Bush here. Um, 
Um, but for the Browns, David Njoku, look, he did not practice at all this week. Um, and, and look, you love David for trying to tell people, you know, I want to play, I want to go. At the end of the day, it's not his call. Um, so everybody gets excited about that. Um, I know everybody got excited, you know, J-O-K. Oh, hey, he's dressed at practice today. If if you saw some of the, the warm-up lines, you knew there wasn't enough there that J-O-K was going to go this week. And look, it's not great. It's not ideal. But Sione Taki Taki, Deion Jones played really, really well last week um, against the Bengals. The Browns passing game did not suffer. Jacoby Brissett did not throw an interception, threw for 278 yards. So, you know, we'll see a lot more. If you liked the big tight end package from Monday Night Football, you're going to get the big tight end package once again. Um, but you get Wyatt Taylor back. You get Denzel Ward back. Huge, huge for the Browns, obviously. Dolphins, everything seems where it was interesting though Teron Armstead their left tackle and right now Austin Jackson he's slated as the right tackle he could be a reserve guy he's still out so technically the Dolphins are starting a backup right tackle Teron Armstead practiced on Wednesday was limited on Thursday didn't practice on Friday so I mean I don't know what to take from that look we know the way the Browns handle injuries better than how the Dolphins handle injuries but certainly something to keep your eye on you know it's a toe it's a calf that's what it says on the injury report we'll see the way it goes um, but you know, gee, you know, look, Nick Chubb and, you know, as much as everybody wants it and, you know, everybody, look, I understand it's older people. You grew up with the Earl Campbell's of the world. Guys aren't going to consistently get over 30 carries a week. And gee, Bush, this team, this franchise, which is considered highly analytical. I think you got some, you know, light to basically shed here on that issue. Yeah. So today I was on uh, the morning show here on 92.3 The Fan. I was filling in for Ken and Anthony. It was me and Jonathan Peterlin. And and we were talking, um, and Peterlin says, hey, hey Nathan's a girl is coming on. Um, he watches All-22. I know you're an all big All-22 guy. And so one of the things I, you know, I asked Nathan was, hey, you know, a lot of people are wondering why, you know, Nick Chubb seems to be on an imaginary pitch count sort of. Um, and, and it's around the 20 carry area where, you know, he starts to kind of, you, you see him disappear. You start to see him on the sidelines more, not getting those touches. And a lot of people want to know, because obviously you, you got a guy that's getting 15 carries, 16 carries, is getting your buck 30, a buck, a buck 20. You want more of that. Um, and we want to see kind of more of the Derrick Henry type numbers. And, and Nathan said, well, first of all, they're not really into giving them, more than 20 carries because what they like to do is keep the guys fresh. And we've heard Coach Stefanski talk about that before. However, there was a little tidbit that he gave me. And, you know, I put my my my, my inch-eye uh, inch private eye detective lens <laughs> on and said, look, he said uh, around there's an advanced metric that the Browns have that says Nick Chubb is a most effective and carries one through 18. After carry 18, there's diminishing utility on what is in effectiveness and efficiency with the way he's running. Now, this is very hard for people to comprehend because it's usually just, it looks like the other way around. It looks like when you keep giving the ball to Nick Chubb, he's wearing the defense down. Now, here's the thing in, in football. Yes, we all do wear down, but it could be a thing where Nick Chubb wears down just a little bit less than what the defenders are. Everybody's wearing down. He just does it to a less extent. But if you look directly at his numbers and what he is in a vacuum, they may say, well, listen, we want to keep him between 18 and 19 and 20. We want to keep him around that, that range because we want him to be effective. 
And when you get that piece of information and you 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 splice it with some of the things that I found in film study, I watched the NFL films in, in the top 100 players, and there's a there's a clip where, you know, he's uh, Kevin Stefanski is calling a play, and, and they do it in tandem with Alex Van Pelt. And, and Van Pelt is, you know, he's asking Van Pelt as he's looking on the screen, he says, hey, what do you want to do here, right? Kind of picking a play, he said, give me 24. He said, okay, cool, we'll run him. Nick Chubb runs the ball. They go to the next cut. They say, uh, Coach, do you how many carries does Chubb have so far? And that sparked my interest. And I saved that cut for about six weeks because I wanted to figure out if I could find something that corroborated what my theory was. My theory was, if you look at his carries, he's getting between somewhere in his last 12, um, last I, I would say the last eight games, you look at his carries. The highest carry total he has is 23 carries. Game before had 16, game before that 12, game game before that 17. So it looks like they're not doing too many carries um, past 20. He had 23 the last game. But if you think about what Nathan said, they may be taking a couple games where they said, okay, we feel comfortable with borrowing. Hey, he only rushed the ball 12 times. We got eight carries to play with. Hey, he only put, ran and rushed the ball 12, 17 times, three carries to play with to that magic number of 20. And so when you look at it, it, it does seem to say, and get talking to Nathan Zagura, who's the color commentator on the Browns radio network uh, with Jim Donovan, it does look to see and, and, and point to that they do have him on a sort of a pitch count um, at, at 20 carries. And I think the most they'll run with it is most is 25. And that's if he hasn't run the ball that much. And you pointed this out a little bit, Jeff, as we talked about it before we got into the show. You said they ran him 23 times against the Bengals on a on a uh, Monday night, knowing that good and well they were going on a bye. So I think they may have borrowed three carries, but in generally speaking, he does not go over 20 carries. He's usually always by it or maybe under that. So when you guys watch TV, the context is if Nick Chubb is having a great game, Coach Stefanski's trying to figure out how do I, I I balance the line between getting the lead, uh, getting back into a game, or finishing a team off if I have 20 carries to play with. Certainly interesting. And the thing that makes me think, and you know, look, teams do things analytically, and I, I understand you know, there's fans who just aren't that into it to understand it. But the Browns are now committed to Kareem Hunt. I'm sorry, uh, to Nick Chubb for the next few seasons. So mm. now, the, you know, and these were things that looked like they were doing before they, they signed him to a long-term deal. You know, and, and the point is to try to have the best of Nick and to have Nick for every single week, week in, week out. You know, with that, look, it means other guys got to play. They got to play well. And look, I mean, do we think there's all games where Nick Chubb can go out there and go for 31 and maybe challenge the NFL rushing record? Yes. yes, but to what extent? They're not. And I we think talk they're not going to burn it. They won't yep. burn it. They and the other thing it. here, though, and the other thing here, Garrett, is is how quick are running backs churned up and burn out through the NFL? The Browns, through an analytic lens, committed to four more years of Nick Chubb. In order to do that, there had to be a significant, significant plan in place. And look, you know, again, every now and then something might go off the cuff, and they don't have a choice. But, you know, it's just probably going to be the norm so we get to see the best of Nick Chubb hopefully every single week. Uh, we got a lot more to get to here. Uh, we're going to get to what would be the recipe 
uh, for the Browns to go into Miami. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, I saw all the NFL Network predictions, and, I mean, nobody thought, I mean, but, you know, 10-point games, 8-point games, nobody. I mean, the way this defense has played the last two weeks, they can play with any team in this league. You know, we're going to give you some thoughts on how we think that'll work. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest locked on Browns. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go to LinkedIn Jobs. Put your application out there. It's no different than any other resume. You know, where have you worked? What have you specialized in? What are your special skills? You know, you're going to go through things like screening screening questions. You know, make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize the type of people you're looking to interview and potentially hire. It's why small businesses continually go to LinkedIn Jobs. They get number one in quality delivering hires versus leading competitors. Go to LinkedIn Jobs right now. Add your job and then in purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools, screening questions, and then you were able to move through and find the correct people that will fit your company. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires against their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Again, terms and conditions may apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush is here. Jeff Lloyd is here. And we're giving you your last bite at the apple when it comes to getting ready. <laughs> last bite here, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the Dolphins and the Browns, and this is a playoff game, so you guys – Browns fans, get ready to go. Make sure you definitely check us out. We will be ready to go at the two-minute warning. It's been a huge success over the two-minute warning post game. We've had some ups. We've had some downs. We had some frowns. We've cried together. We've laughed together. We've witnessed it all as Browns, uh, you know, media and Browns fans together uh, in the last two minutes of the game. Make sure you to find that. You're going to use, use your uh, YouTube. Log on. Hit that notification bell. Hit the like button. So guess what? We'll be simulcasting this thing on Locked on Browns podcast. Or if you could do both, you could go ahead and subscribe. Hit the notification bell on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show to continue to do that as well. And you will automatically be notified when we go on in a two-minute warning. Uh, Jeff, let's get into let's get into uh, your recipe for wins. Uh, I'll talk about the defense a little bit here. Um, you know, you said something last uh, segment going into the break where I thought it was very uh, – I thought it was very um, on point. This game is going to come down to the pass rush. And I think Joe Woods today in this game has, he has a difficult job and I understand it, right? You have a team like the Miami Dolphins and you have two guys like Jalen Waddle and you got two guys like Tyreek Hill who are going to be able to, to threaten you vertically deep in both parts of your defense and they're going to be able to do that on opposite ends of the field those guys can both take the top out of a defense so when we talk about it we usually talk about the ways you're going to go about pressuring them and getting to it to throw the ball a little earlier the problem is here is that if you don't blitz anybody and you let them sit back all day you get in what we call as a scramble where 
now you got time for Tyreek Hill to do the, the deep over routes where he's crossing the hash, the middle of the field, and you're just putting it as far as you can in front of him and letting him run up underneath it, especially that's a devastating route when you got a guy that fast because the quarterback is sitting back there patting and waiting and waiting, and it's only so much linebackers can do as far as getting depth with guys that fast. But if you sit back there and you bring pressure and you don't get home and you use blitzes, now you got your you guys out there on the island. Now you're, you're susceptible to deep passes. Now you're susceptible to if someone misses a tackle, that's a touchdown because you're in zero coverage. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be an opportunity and it's gonna be a, a game where he's gonna have to mix it up. He's gonna have to make to a feel like he doesn't know what he's going on what's going on he has to make him hold the ball a, a second later and if you could do that you can possibly let guys like Clowney and Garrett get home all you need is a couple extra seconds and like you said the key is getting in a couple turnovers Tua will throw you one ball security is a big thing as well he's not the biggest quarterback in the world he he has and when he's stepping up in the pocket, there may be obstruction. And one of the best things he's built like do, Baker Mayfield. He's built he's like Baker Mayfield. Everybody, like everybody had their issues with Baker Mayfield's build. So understand that Tua Tagovailoa is built the same way as Baker Mayfield, maybe a little bit more mobile. And when you knock those balls down, Jeff, guess what? That's the best opportunity you got because they don't have a, they have no opportunity to catch him. It's nerve wracking. So I think that's what the Browns need to do in defense is better. One guy we did mention that it will be playing. It's Denzel Ward, and I'm glad you said Taki Taki and those guys are De Deion Jones are playing what well. they play well. Emerson played well. If they can play up to that level, this is a winnable game. It's going to be difficult. They're on the road, but it's a winnable game if we play up to the standard that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm just going to go one thing here, one more on the defensive side of the ball. You know, with Taki Taki, with Deion Jones. Look, Deion Jones had a sack last week from a blitz. Sione Taki Taki created what was probably the difference-making fumble that the Browns recovered last week coming from the middle at – look, so you can do different things with these guys there you know, as your linebackers. So you know, just because JOK is not there, you know, I get it, tough loss. But in the grand scheme of things, would you rather have JOK for this game or would you rather have Denzel Ward for this game? We all rather have Denzel Ward for this game. Look, you know, the Dolphins really don't run the ball. You'd rather have Denzel Ward. So the Browns got the All guy right. they think they need for this game. Same thing could probably be said on the offensive side of the ball for Wyatt Teller, you know, versus David Njoku. And no offense to Froholt, played well, you know, but, you know, Wyatt Teller, we're talking about perennial all-pro caliber player here. What the Browns need to do, look, Jacoby Brissett, it's been two straight games where he has not had an interception. Two straight games where he was able to have a 50-yard reception, both times to Amari Cooper. This the Browns to be able to hit vertically, it's it's literally, it's like the family who left the bowl on Halloween and said, kids, just take one. We're not home. If the Browns can hit vertically 50 yards to Amari Cooper, a Donovan Peoples-Jones, you're telling Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, guess what? It's going to be four yards before you even see anybody trying to tackle you. And if that's the case, they're going to eat. They're going to eat very very well. Jacoby Brissett, over the last two weeks, he's been outstanding. I don't think Jacoby Brissett in his mentality is the kind of guy that, that looks at it and says, I know the hook is coming. I know. Jacoby Brissett is of the mindset of, I want to put this team in the absolute best position 
for when, and I know it's coming, for when Deshaun Watson comes here. Jacoby Brissett wants these three wins. You're going to see a really solid Jacoby Brissett over the next three weeks. A number one, Miami, played there a little bit. But no, he wants to go put his name up against Atua. Next week, it could be Josh Allen. He wants to put his name up against Josh Allen. He wants to put his name up against Tom Brady. Jacoby Brissett, he will be employed. I'm not saying he's fighting for his NFL life, but he is fighting for getting another opportunity like this one he had with the Browns. This is the life of these guys, and he's played really well up until this point. You know, fine. Again, you're going to be you have your basically out to keep Kareem Hunt involved with David Njoku being out. That means you can call plays and, and set up things for Kareem Hunt while properly resting Nick Chubb. This team has consistently scored in the 20s. I think they're going to be able to do that. And if the defense can step up and look, you played Cincinnati, you played them well. They get by on their passing game. You had a week off. Your same kind of MO, different patterns. They attack the middle. They attack the middle. Skinny post, then another wide receiver on a drag, then tight end settling or any vice versa of any of those three scenarios. Play your smarter, disciplined rushers who will get their hands up, not always win. They don't have to, to clog that area for Tua and However you want to do it, Jadavian one side, Miles the other. Maybe you switch it up because it's a lefty quarterback this week. That, that opportunity is there, but it's going to be on the defense. I think this offense is going to show up, and they're going to show up extremely well, Garrett. I, I agree with you. I think, I think you know, there's a couple things that the Browns can do um, to, to really keep this game uh, in close. And I, and I think if they played the way they played the last couple of weeks against the Ravens and the Bengals, they have an opportunity to win this game. And, and I think, you know, you have to go into it thinking, listen, now everything doesn't look so crazy. You got a Dolphins team. We don't want to act like we're looking ahead, but you're starting to see things with uh, Josh Allen. We don't know if he's going to play this week. We don't know what his elbow's like. You know, Tampa Bay is, is a team that's under 500, and they haven't played as well as they thought they were going to do. We got that team at home. If you can start a little bit of a rally, you can you can you can find yourself with some momentum here going into that week. We get Deshaun Watson back against the Tech. Absolutely no question. And you know, with the possibility, the Dolphins could be without Teron Armstead. I mean, you know, and look, I'm not trying to make this a point one way or the other. And I'll be honest with you, Teron Armstead can play. I still think the Browns, if they play the way they're capable of playing, can win this game. I'm not going to change my opinion. I'm not. You know, yo, Joe. Look, yes, a lot of things have happened this year and cost you some stupid wins. Still a very, very talented football team. There's just absolutely no question about that. We're going to get to our final thoughts here and predictions. And look, I mean, you know, we're not trying to sell the episode here. Look, it is. It's the game of the year. This team is three and six. You still got to play all those conference opponents. And, you know, you've got to deal with the newness of Deshaun coming back, man. It's going to be it's going to be a lot. It really, really is. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, Browns, Dolphins, Sunday, 1 o'clock in Miami. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why myself and a lot of us here at Locked On enjoy it. Look, for two years now, you know, 
most of your shopping has been done online. You know, you're paying for it. If it doesn't get to your door, it creates a big hassle. You've got to call, you know, your card company. You got to call a company where the package came from. Most of the time, you have to call to the distributor who dropped it off to your doorstep. All this time, because you were just trying to buy something simple. Um, so, Super Safe, Simply Safe, has was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agency. Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify threat is real, so you can get priority police response with top-ranked Simply Safe apps. Stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. You can arm or disarm it. You can unlock it for a guest the door. Across, uh, access your cameras, tilt them, adjust them, or adjust your system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. Get fifty percent off. Any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is the biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast, G Bush. Make sure you follow me at G Bush91 on Twitter. Follow Jeff at, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd as well. Make sure, and we want to thank all you guys for subscribing to our channel. We had a couple big videos, a, a 5,000 video over there. We talked about Deshaun Watson. If you have not checked that out, you can go back and check that out on demand. You can get that and you can listen to it wherever you download your podcast as well. Continue to support on, on platforms. Uh, and continue to support on YouTube as well. Uh, Jeff, you know, where we, we talked a lot about what we need to do. Let's get to the predictions and down to the brass tacks and things. What is your thought process on this game? Uh, it's a game that is going to boil down to two things. The Browns' best players have to play like the Browns' best players. When we watched them play against the Bengals, two things stood out. Nick Chubb played well. Uh, Miles Garrett played well. And, and you started to see when your two best players, Amari Cooper, play well, when your two, three best players play well, you have an opportunity to win games. You know, this game is going to have to be dictated and dominated by Miles Garrett off the edge. I think for the first time since the accident, he's feeling really healthy. I think he's moving around. I think he's starting to be himself again. I actually think that, you know, coming off the, the couple of weeks of being out, Jadavian Clowney, they worked him in slowly. He'll be back ready to go. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt also played well, and they established Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield at the same time. I think that really gave them a bolt, that that thought process that, hey, we're out here, and we really we know what we came to do. They mixed them in. They put them in the backfield at the same time. And I thought, once again, Jacoby Brissett, who is not getting enough credit, has played like a top-10 quarterback the first, you know, by all prognosticators, PFF, uh, NFL.com. You take a look at you when you look at his numbers, he's played like a borderline top 10 quarterback. This offense has been a top 10 offense so far the rest of it for the first eight games. And I think if, if they can get out here and play and limit the big plays, I think the Cleveland Browns can actually pull this thing and get to four and five. Right? Think about that. Four and five. If Tampa Bay is four and five and they got Tom Brady and what, how much better do you feel about yourself if you're four and five and you knew you had Jacoby Brissett and you knew what was going down? I feel a lot better about that, and I think they can build some momentum with this, Jeff. Garrett, it's kind of like we're both in the same spot here. 
Um, and, and, you know, as anybody's watching this, obviously, you know, energy flowing for the both of us. I, I think this team is really flowing in a really solid direction right now. Uh, you know, the Baltimore, the loss, yes, it was tough, but I think the defensive side of the ball kind of stood up that day and said, look, hey, we're here. We're out here. We're doing what we got to do. Um, and, you know, for the offense, it, it's been a consistent thing. And, you know, if for anybody, you know, your thoughts on Jacoby Brissett, it's not a hard position if you don't give the ball away. It's just not. It's it, You can make so many things happen, especially when you have a good running game, especially when you have a coach who, you know, specializes in play action, which goes off of the running game. It's not a difficult thing to do. On the defensive side of the ball, yeah, I think you really have this nicely going between Clowney and of course, you know, Miles Garrett. And I I'd be, you know, I, I do not not want to mention rookie Isaiah Thomas because I think he comes in as a smart, disciplined guy. And look, when you're playing in a rotation with Miles Garrett and with Jadavian Clowney, and you're a rookie. You got to have a niche, man. Like, what's going to be your thing? His thing's going to be like, well, I'm the guy who's kind of got all the tools. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go to your buddy's garage, you know, he's got the drill, he's got the bits. Isaiah Thomas, but that's the way he plays. You know, I'll play tough against the run. You know, hey, I can go out and beat a Jonah Williams and get a sack. But you want to know what? I also understand that, you know, I'm not a star. So if I didn't get home, I'm going to get my hands up. I'm going to disrupt the passing lane. It's the least I can do. This team is really, really trending in the right direction. And, you know, there's been talks, you know, about a little more of a lively locker room, music play. They all know number four is coming. And I think everybody knows that if they cannot find a way to go two and one over these next three games until he comes back, it's not going to matter. So I think this team is truly bought in. I think every I, with the early issues in the season where the defense and, you know, and it happens, man, guys are wide open, 65-yard touchdowns, guys are going to start chirping. That's just the way the game works. It don't mean I don't like you. don't mean I don't love you. But, hey, where were you? Those things happen. Those are real, real conversations. What would you see with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray? What are you seeing? DeAndre Hopkins saying, what are you seeing? Because I'm seeing me open all day. These are real conversations. It doesn't mean the ship is down. It doesn't mean it's the Titanic and it's sunk. Players, you know, play. They call each other out. I think this team is going to show up. I think they're going to show up well. I think this is, if you told me, just to give you a generalization, I think the Browns win in a good manner, five, six points, or I think they get the doors stinking blown off. But I believe right now the way this team is constructed Everything we're hearing, the what we've been seeing, the fact that young guys are stepping up. And, you know, we've gone through periods, you know, just didn't have Wyatt Teller for a couple of weeks. Didn't miss a beat. I'm not trying to diss Wyatt Teller anyway, but she didn't miss a beat as far as that was concerned. David Njoku against the Bengals Monday night. Didn't miss a beat. Not again. Not a knock on David Njoku. I just think guys are ready to answer the bell, and that's how this team is going to show up on Sunday. That's it. Um, you know, they, they, they'll, you know, I think they're starting to get to a point where they understand what it is. And every game that you come out here and you're able to play well and you can get a win, you can stack them together, that brings the anticipation to know, hey, we're doing really well right now with a backfield with Jacoby Brissett. But just think how it's going to look if you got a backfield with Deshaun Watson, you got a backfield with Kareem Hunt, you got a backfield with Nick Chubb, and he's going to throw the ball to a much-improved Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku, who looks like he's worth the contract, and Amari Cooper that all he does is get open. I think it'll be potent. I think they're ready to go. And, you know, 
That's one with uh, you know Mari Cooper. Xavier Howard's a household name. Guess what? Right now, Xavier Howard ain't got a household game. And, you know, Byron Jones ain't there. So there is something. And I know everybody's probably thinking, oh, well, you know, Mari Cooper, the focus is going to be there because there is no David Njoku. Their secondary ain't necessarily got the players to be there. And so we'll see it's going to play out. I think this team's going to show up. I think this team's going to show out Sunday. We appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen every single day, whether it's on your favorite podcast app, whether it is on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Notifications on. Um, Garrett, I got some thoughts here. We might switch some stuff up next next week. We're not going exactly how we're going to do it. We think we got an idea. A lot of it's going to depend on some things, but we think we maybe got an idea. So make sure you get notifications on. So, you know, you guys are ready to digest it when we are ready to drop it live, not live. Who knows? We'll see the way that all works out. And with every episode, guys, look, man, you got open. Just quick like, come on, man. Yo, people give those sympathetic likes on every social media app there is. Oh, yeah, we lo- we love your, you know, dog who's really old. And, you know, thanks for the 17th picture today of your dog <laughs> on your social media feed. Come on, give us some of those sympathetic likes, man. We need the most handsome dudes in the room. That's for damn sure. The Roku app. Make sure you search Locked on Cleveland Sports. You'll find Locked on Browns, Locked on Guardians, Locked on Cavaliers, and, of course, the boys over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, which our host, Garrett Bush, D. Bush, 91, is part of. Make sure you follow him there. Saturday mornings, 92.3, The Barbershop. Garrett, open for business. You know that pregame, postgame for your Browns, your Buckeyes, your Cavaliers. Garrett Bush got you covered. My man, I don't know where he gets the voice, but he certainly got it. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are always open. Uh, look, this is it. I, I think it's make or break weekend for your Cleveland Browns in this 2022 football season. So, and look, as we always say, look, I mean, even if you're going to go down, you better go down talking like you weren't going to go down. We'll see the way the Browns pull this off Sunday. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.